from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. Welcome to 2019. <laughs> you know what they say about a new year. It's an ending, but it's also a beginning. Well, at least Jerry Brown says that. And he wasn't technically talking about the new year. After nearly half a century as a force in California politics, Brown is leaving Sacramento for good and being replaced by this guy. Now is the time for decency, for facts, for trust, and now is the time for truth. Now is time for leaders to lead. That's California's next leader, Gavin Newsom. The former San Francisco mayor and lieutenant governor will be sworn in on Monday. And KQED senior politics editor Scott Schaefer explains why we can expect him to be a very different kind of governor. In January of 2004, Gavin Newsom had been mayor of San Francisco for less than a month when he traveled to Washington, D.C. Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. Newsom was sitting at the Capitol listening to President George W. Bush deliver his State of the Union speech when he was struck by this passage near the end. If judges insist on forcing their arbitrary will upon the people, the only alternative left to the people would be the constitutional process. Our nation must defend the sanctity of marriage. Newsom returned to San Francisco vowing to do something in response. The way he said it, and it was the way the people uh, that I met after the speech referred to, quote unquote, the homosexual agenda. And it just seared in my mind a need to do something. I didn't know what. Uh, and then a week or two later, it manifested. He ended up making a bold, some would say reckless decision. His policy director at the time was Joyce Neustadt. He decided that what he really wanted to do was to allow all people to get married and that it not be required that it be just a man and a woman. In February of 2004, same-sex marriage wasn't really on the gay community's political agenda. But when Mayor Newsom ordered the city to begin issuing marriage licenses, hundreds of couples from all over the state and nation lined up to get married. And we kept City Hall open all weekend long for a long weekend of beautiful, happy marriages. The gay marriage issue put Newsom on the national radar to both admirers and critics. The governor at the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger, said unless it was stopped, it could lead to riots in the streets. After weeks of marriages, California courts put a stop to the weddings, but it took four years for the case to make its way up to the state Supreme Court. Ultimately, in 2008, California's highest court ruled 4-3 to three that preventing same-sex couples from marrying violated the state constitution. At City Hall, Newsom took a victory lap with language that came back to haunt him. And by the way, as California goes, so goes the rest of the nation. It's inevitable. This door is wide open now. It's going to happen, whether you like it or not. That phrase, whether you like it or not, was seen by many as arrogant and disrespectful. But by raising the issue in 2004, Newsom helped pave the way for a U.S. Supreme Court decision 10 years later, legalizing same-sex marriage nationwide. To his growing number of supporters, it signaled Newsom's willingness to push the envelope. Again, Joyce Newstadt. I think he's a risk-taker, and I think he's a true kind of intellectual believer in the notion that, you know, you can fail fast, you know, as long as you're moving forward. Newsom's penchant for taking risks may have roots in his childhood. He was not a particularly good student, and he was eventually diagnosed with dyslexia. 
Today, he says, figuring out how to compensate for that learning disability was a gift. You know, nothing was rote, nothing was linear. I had to work around things, work differently, see the world differently, and it allowed me to think outside the box. I've always uh, been willing to take risks because you have to, uh, because you're never going to thrive in the more traditional sense. In 2010, after flirting with a run for governor, Newsom was elected lieutenant governor. In what is usually a do-nothing job, he kept his profile high, pulling together health experts, law enforcement, and others, and laying the groundwork for a statewide ballot measure legalizing the recreational use of marijuana. I think Gavin Newsom has demonstrated a really deep understanding of where the zeitgeist is going. Technology forecaster Paul Sappho spends a lot of time at Stanford University thinking about California's future. He sees Newsom as fitting in well with the attitude of innovators in Silicon Valley. As lieutenant governor, he avoided Sacramento and kept his small office in a San Francisco incubator, where he rubbed elbows and shared ideas with entrepreneurs. Sappho says Newsom seems to share what he calls their disrespect for authority. The entrepreneur's creed is it is always easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. That tendency in Newsom was not always appreciated. After his first marriage fell apart, he had an affair with a top aide's wife. And some felt he too often seemed bored with being mayor and took his eye off the ball while thinking too much about his political future. Today, at age 51, Gavin Newsom is 30 years younger than outgoing Governor Jerry Brown and totally different in style and temperament. Former Governor Gray Davis says it's appropriate for a new governor to bring fresh ideas and priorities. So this transition is is really a passing of the torch, not just from one governor to another, but from one generation to another. Uh, So it's great that they have different styles. It's almost uh, by necessity, you have to govern for the times. Newsom is taking over a state whose economy is the fifth largest in the world, bigger than the United Kingdom. And he has ambitions to match. California has the nation's highest rate of childhood poverty, and Newsom wants to make that a priority. He also wants to reform the health care system and provide free preschool education. But he can't do it alone. He'll need help from people like Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon. He and Newsom haven't always seen eye to eye. Asked about Newsom's ambitious agenda, Rendon says the new governor has a wider range of policy interests than Jerry Brown. Which I guess makes a lot of sense uh, at the beginning of an administration. So it's, it's hard to tell thus far, but they're, they're both exceptionally thoughtful leaders. Rendon also implies that the legislature won't just be there to implement the new governor's vision. They'll want to put their own mark on California. As Jerry Brown prepares to exit, he's leaving the state flush with cash, including a rainy day fund with $14 billion. Brown's parting piece of advice for Newsom? Don't screw it up. Thanks to KQED Scott Schaefer for that story. If you're not ready to let Jerry Brown go quite yet, check out Political Breakdown, the podcast Scott co-hosts along with the reporter Marisa Lagos. It's all about California politics, and they did a full half-hour exit interview with the outgoing governor. That is Prime Jerry. And if you are ready for Gavin, they've got an interview with him, too. That's Political Breakdown, and you can find it wherever you're listening to this. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.